The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Uh, yes, the NFL, it is coming back. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about Drew Brees and, uh, and some of his comments and, uh, and kind of what's going on out there. Uh, but uh, you're listening, as usual, to Sean and Brad on Get Paid. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody we have the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide available on Amazon.com. You can click the link below for more information. Here's the deal. I watch a thousand, more than a thousand hours of football every single year. Yes, that's more than regular season game. I go back and rewatch. I have proprietary... NFL analytics that I've built myself. It works. It has a history of working. Um, so look, it gets you better sleepers. It gets you better picks. It gets you better draft strategy. And it is not like anything you're going to read out there. Go ahead, click the link below. You can see the reviews. It's very well reviewed. Um, and uh, and it's very reasonably priced if I do say so myself. But there you go. Hey, uh, so Brad. Um, yes, sir. You know, this week, uh, you know, I was actually, I just, just recording the Functional Sportsaholic podcast with Sam. And we kind of went into... Um, you know, kind of the civil unrest and what we're dealing with in America right now. And I don't want to go too far into that, uh, partly right. because I just talked about that and partly because, you know, this is kind of a football podcast. Uh, but let's talk about Drew Brees just quickly. Sure. And, um, you know, he comes out and he kind of doubles down on his stance on the flag and the kneeling and all that. And, you know, if you want my, my whole kind of 15 to 20 minute diatribe on, on kind of where we're at as a community and a society and all that, you can, you can listen to the functional sportsaholic, but can you remind us all real quick what Drew Brees said? So, yeah. So basically he came out and, um, he said initially, uh, and the, the, the reporter of course goaded him into this question. Um, so, and he came out and he kind of doubled down on his stance, but he said, you know, with, uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, he would never, he, he, he will never agree with quote unquote disrespecting the flag. And he thinks about his grandfathers and the life they put on the line and all that stuff. Um, so he's, you know, anti kneeling, anti demonstration during the national anthem. Um, now he, it, the reporter asked him, of course, in the midst of all the, the riots and the protests that we're getting, um, you know, on the, on the death of, um, the unfortunate death in Minnesota, um, he came out in the midst of this and doubled down and said, no, I'm never going to blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what he really did, and of course, you know, the Saints teammates um, came out immediately and um, and started kind of laying into him about it, not supporting mm. that. And where I think Drew Brees kind of fell, fell flat with his teammates is, you know, and again, I, I went into this in great detail, but you can have an opinion today, but when you make that opinion public, it's really a no-win scenario. And Drew Brees, of course, is is what I said in the podcast. Um, he's not walking that that statement back. He's sprinting it backwards at a Usain Bolt like pace. Um, he has gone so he's far. He's trying to take it back. He's trying to basically take it back and and try to like soothe because again, there's nothing you can say there. You know, if you come out and you say, "Hey, I've rethought it," then the people that agreed with you initially are ticked. If you come out yeah, and sure. say you agree with it, then the people who disagreed with you are ticked, and of course, more ticked now. The point is, we have a very volatile situation in this country, and taking stances at this point, I would say, it's a no-win scenario for the individual. Um, but you know, Drew Brees really kind of, I think, misread the room and the climate of the the country, and. That was a statement. Like, you don't draw, in my opinion, hard lines in the sand at this point on these issues um, when, um, you know, when the, the emotion is so raw and the community is so hurt right now. And I think he even came out and said, you know, I misread and all that stuff. But uh, I don't think that was the best. And, and you do, um, Brad, you, like, do some, um, you know, hypnosis and psychotherapy and all that stuff. 
you know, what is it? And I guess this is, I'm kind of hitting you with a, with an, you're not prepared for this. Let, let me say it that way. Mm. What is it about the human brain um, based on, you know, your, your studies and your work? Like, what is it about us that makes us feel as a society um, and, and taking this issue out of it? Let's talk about anything. Let's talk about, um, you know, um, I don't know, um, homosexuality and, and their right to marry. Okay, let's talk about another polarized. Any topic, what is it about the human brain that makes you think, I, I, here's my point, um, here's what I believe, and I don't want to even think about believing something different, right? What is it about us as humans that makes us want to dive into that hole and into that silo and only communicate with the group of people that we agree with? Do you have any insight onto that? Uh, well, first of all, it is a loaded question, so let me try to give the my best educated answer yep. based on my knowledge and my opinion in this moment. Um, I think what a lot of people do is, first of all, tribalism exists, right? Right. You know, we see it. We've always seen it throughout humanity. We see it in the chimps. We you see know, it in we sports. See, and we see it in sports, right? It it's, gives everybody a sense of belonging. It's us versus them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why sports is so successful and right. popular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that uh, the world is a very complicated place. You know, I think that there's so many things that we don't know about. Um, and uh, we don't even know ourselves. We don't know where we come from or where we're going. We don't even know what all this is, man. Right. And that's a we don't know where we're going when we die. And that's a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. So the way people simplify their world is to group things together, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's an easier way of playing the game, right? It's like, uh, well, you know, there's a complex issue with the economy and the haves and the have-nots and the housing crisis and that's so complicated and almost unsolvable Mm -hmm. but it's far easier to say the african-americans are the problem or the jews are the problem right and that's kind of the genesis of of racism and bigotry right Right. you don't have to figure anything out if you can just point to one group and say that's oh well it's them yeah right so all of a sudden you've just completed that game and your world is far easier right right i don't know if that answered your question no yeah yeah yeah, uh, but I, I think you know if if people really want to resonate with one side of the story, and then that just creates more tribalism. It's us versus them. We're good, they're bad, yeah. right? If we're good and they're bad, our world is far more simple. You yeah. don't have to study nuance, and so, you know the terrorists. And, sorry, Brad, you said you, I mean, you broke so up. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. I lost you for a second. You were what, what were you saying about the terrorists? I, I lost you right at that point where you said you know we're just, right. Just one more thing, you know. It, Right. The terrorists don't think they're evil. Right. Not at all. They think we're the most evil ones. Right. right. So who's right? And who's wrong? Right. It's it's about kind of where you're where you were brought up. And, you know, I look at that like in a, in a larger context with like religion. Um, you know, one of my best friends in the world um, is uh, is Jewish and I was raised Catholic. Right. And so, you know, it's easy to to think about the silo or, as you said, like, you know, tribalism. Um you know, and make like, you know, like jokes and all that stuff, or it's easy to, you know, marginalize any kind of um, group um, in doing that. And I guess we do it with sports too, but it's a, it's a lot less of a, um, it's a lot less, you know, incendiary, you know, it's more, you know, whatever, but you can think about rivalries. You think about like, you know, um, 
I won't name teams, but let's just say, you know, two big division rivals they get in, and then you see fights in the stands and all that stuff, right? It's it's what are you what are you really fighting about? It's like exactly. a bunch of people a bunch of people that you don't know and are yeah, never right. going to know are no, playing it's, a it's game. So silly. Right? It's so silly. And so yeah. when you think about that, it is silly. Um, but you know what? We're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Let me uh, quickly on a lighter note, on a lighter note, uh, talk about our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, uh, Bet Online. To take advantage of the best bonuses in the business, visit Bet Online, sign up for a free account, and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your fifty percent sign up bonus. Um, you know, I know we're talking about uh, you know some heavier things, but on a lighter note, like I said, uh, you know we do have uh, futures to bet on. We know that the NBA is coming back um, to Orlando, so we're going to get a champion there. The MLB, who the heck knows what's going to happen with the MLB? But uh, hopefully, we get games back there. The NHL has a plan, and yes, I am convinced that the NFL is going to be back. There's plenty to bet on, plenty of futures to bet on. And we're going to be talking about that a lot in the podcast in the week to come for sure. So once again, everybody, visit betonline.ag. And don't forget to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, but getting uh, yeah, getting back to what I was saying before, it is a little bit silly. Um, and, you know, I wonder, I wonder, I guess taking that, that situation forward, I've always been somebody, and I don't know what made me this way, you know, what has happened in my life to, to give my, my brain, you know, this kind of thought, you know, but like, I always, I, the first thing I think about is what is that person thinking? Right? Like, I don't think about like that person's wrong. That's not my first instinct. My first instinct is like, why did they react that way? And so I guess you could call it empathy, right? It's, it's, I'm trying to like figure out what series of events have gone on in that person's life to lead them to the choice that they made there, right? Sure. And so you could talk about, um, you know, Floyd in, in Minnesota, um, and I would I think about like the police officer. What series of events in this guy's life would lead him to think that putting his neck on some guy's, uh, I, I'm sorry, his knee on some guy's neck for five minutes was the right and just decision. Well, let me, then, just, right? let me just add something to that. That's mm -hmm. a good point, right? Because when you do that, that opens up a Pandora's box of issues and questioning and right. problems to be solved. But it's far simpler to just say, he's an evil racist. Yeah. And he's a murderer, right? right? As opposed to saying, what has this guy dealt with for the past 20 years in his career or how, however long, right? And that is a form of empathy. And it's, it's, it's a much more educated way to look at it, but it's also uh, a much tougher angle. I want to I want to I want to be clear about this for anybody who's listening to this though. I absolutely think the police officer was in the wrong there. So absolutely. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like what in the world happened? To me that's that's where sometimes with this tribalism the, that the communities break down is you know, instead of like, oh, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta charge him, you, you know, get him. He's got to pay for his crime, which I believe, you know, is the case, right? And I know that there are people listening to this podcast that don't agree with that for whatever reason. I'm just trying to explain my point of view here, but you know, I, I agree with that. He's got to have his day in court and yada yada yada. But to solve the problem, you have to understand the why. It's mm. not like action and then punishment or or whatever. It's why did this happen so that we can avoid happening this happening again? So I guess now my, my follow-up question to you, Brad, is where do we get to a point? Is that kind of what therapy is? I mean, where do we get to a point as a collective, as a society, where we start thinking more about the why as opposed to the simplification? Is that – I mean, do you even see that as reality? Is that something that like when you're meeting with patients in your field and stuff, is that something that you work on? Because – okay, let me talk about this. Like you help with patients with like smoking, 
or with sure. or with like overeating, like addictive, obsessive type behaviors. It could be gambling. It could be you know um, like super anxiety, right? It could be anything, right? So when you help, are you really just trying to unlock them to think about and explore? You know why they're having the issues. I mean, what's what's uh, your point of view as, as somebody that helps people? You know, in general. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's actually one hundred percent what I do, right? So I think a lot of uh, like the medical industry, you know, they treat symptoms, mm-hmm. right? So you've, you've yeah, experienced... you, you get some Sudafed to treat a cold or something, right? Sure, sure. You've experienced this in your life, and now you have anxiety because of it. So here's the Xanax. Right. right. So right. all you're doing is you're treating the symptom. But what I do is I, I go back as far as we can and figure out what happened. You're like, mm-hmm. when did when did your issues first start? What exactly was happening? What exactly were you thinking then? And is that what you're thinking? Okay, so that's where the unrest is going to come from. Right. Right. So you go back to the very root of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of instead of trying to, uh, you know, <clears throat> trim the weeds, trim the weeds, you go down and you take out the the base, the yeah, root. Right. You yeah. know, so the weeds don't have anything to grow. Yeah. And, and is that possible with humanity? Uh, I think it is, but I think that um, the system has gone so far in the wrong direction. I mean, you want to talk about a symptom, Donald Trump is our president. Like, just watch that guy. Yeah, you know, right. whether, you know, I'm not going to get into whether his policies are correct or incorrect or that, but but just look at the guy. But he is, like, if, look if you at look at, because I'm a, I'm a marketing guy, right? I'm a marketing guy. And if you if you study marketing, if you study sales, which you know Don Trump is a businessman, right? You you know that there's a tactic. <clears throat> it's an us versus them tactic. It's tribalism. It's tribalism to win votes. Sure. Right. And so, it, like you said, I mean, look at the president. Look how and look at politics in general. Um, you know, the the speaker of the house and like all this. So you got Pelosi. Um, you got the other guy that uh, looks like a gelatinous ball of gray. I can't remember the guy's name uh, because I don't want to know it, frankly. But the uh, the head of the, the Republicans and all that. All they're really doing is inciting, in my opinion, both Democrats and Republicans. They're inciting the worst of us as people to to rally them and say we have to beat these guys it's all us versus them instead of what can we do instead of here's the thing like instead of us looking at like america as america us versus um whatever country them right how can we do better with our economy how can we do better with our citizens and all that we only do that in wartime we only do that when we're under attack by another country when we're not under attack we 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 eat at each other. And I yeah, think what's, for sure. <clears throat> what's disheartening to me from kind of what you're saying is it requires a rewiring, um, a rewiring of everybody's brains, a rewiring of society and how we operate, um, which is really kind of, I guess, a, um, a sociological renaissance, you could say. Um, it, it, it really is going to take a lot, and I don't see a lot of appetite to change it. And that's, I think, to me, disheartening. But um, let's move on, man. Let's talk about football. So the NFL um, is going to come back. I saw an article this week about, um, you know, 100 days out from the start of the season. You know, where where are we? And um, the news is that, you know, the NFL thinks that they're going to be okay. Um, They are not going to have any team gatherings until, I think, uh, training camp opens in mid-July or maybe late July, and then preseason games, I think they think that everything's going to keep going on as planned, which is fantastic. But um, I'm wondering what the scenario is going to be. Have you heard anything, like, in terms of Miami, in terms of, like, 
because you know you're in Florida. I know the states opened up. Miami's kind of a different vibe of a city. Um, I got to think that Miami's a little bit looser, and you probably see a lot of people out and about. Um, you know, more so than I would see in my suburb, for example, in, in kind of Western Chicago. Um, have you heard anything about sports uh, or like people returning to sp- you know, sports venues and, and those kinds of things? Have you heard any news in Florida and Miami about I, that? No, I haven't heard anything. Uh, the most that we've gotten here on Miami Beach is restaurants reopening and not even all of them, but yeah, okay. some of them. Right. right. And you can only go in and stay six feet apart in that whole bit. Right. Okay. Um, can you go inside? Well, I actually went to a restaurant with my buddy the other day who was in the NFL for a bit. And it was funny because when you walked in, you had to have a mask on. And when you walked to your table, you had to have a mask on. But when you were sitting at your table, you did not have to wear one. It was a little goofy. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes zero sense, but yeah. <laughs> it does. Like yeah. if you know, because you know, I, I'm reading, so I like I have. Uh, I wouldn't even say I have enough education to be dangerous here. But if you read the if you read the study and the science, basically, if you ever watch like those car commercials where they show you like the contour of the car, so they show you the cloud that goes over yes, the car, yes, right? Yes. That, that's aerosol. That's that's the way that's the way particles move over a surface, right? And so if you look at it internally. The air, the aerosol, um, the air movement, the air currents inside a building are um, are uh, affected by two things. One, you know, us breathing, um, and two, um, the, the the vents above you or or you know, wherever the vents are. Right? It's it's a current or it's air. It's you're you're getting up and walking. There's turbulence and all that stuff. And so you study the air around taking your taking your mask off the table. I know. Yeah, doing anything. Right. It's silly. It's so <laughs> silly, silly. Right. And you know, it's uh, you know, germs are everywhere. They've they always are. been. They've always been. Tell me that doing this is going to fix the problem. I mean, yeah. come on. But however, I think it has a lot to do with perception, right? So yeah, if you're right. open and you're making a quote attempt at keeping people safe, yeah, then people will feel much better about you and your business. Because God forbid you say we don't need masks in here, and then somebody gets sick and they sue you because. Yeah, right. They were just in your venue, you know. I think yeah. That's and how do you how do you eat with a mask on, right? What do you do? You well, do that's this? exactly right. It's impossible. So, it's impossible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up here, um, all the uh, restaurants are open, but you have to. Um, it's all outside. There's no in, in, inside restaurants opening up. Um, maybe takeout, yeah. but that's it. I don't think you can commune in a place, but. You know, you, you did say something that down here there's more people out and about, and that's not really exactly true. Okay. I think people are I think people are just as afraid as anywhere else. Um, the only difference is this is a very um, active little society, yeah. right? Right. So because the gyms are closed, you see a lot of people outside exercising. But mm-hmm. beyond that, there's the people are not hanging out or doing anything extra. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder about the return of the NFL. I kind of theorize that. Well, I don't think that we'll get fans back in the stands um, well, this year. Maybe not. Uh, that would be so bizarre, but I'm sure we'd all get through it and deal with it. Uh, I'm sure the networks would find some way to make the, the broadcast exciting. Right? Yeah. They figure something out. I think you'll get like think about like we we always laugh about this Monday Night Football. You got Booger McFarland McFarland and like the Doctor X from from uh, from X Men chair, right? Doctor Xavier. He's he's on this platform that goes yeah, around. Yeah, right. And I always right. laugh about it because I'm thinking like how many how much do those tickets on the 50 yard line cost the people on Monday Night Football, right? Then or if you go out on the secondary ticket market, you buy this fantastic seat, and you got Booger McFarland 
I know. You're roving know. around there and blocking well, your this, view for. This sounds silly, but why couldn't you do social distancing in the crowd? So at least sell, you know, a fifth of the tickets <clears throat> and pump in crowd noise, and you can get some type of, you know, simulated uh, normal experience. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going to bring them back, I, I mean, I don't know. We were just talking about aerosol and like all that stuff. I don't know what to do there, but I feel like if if fans come back, I think they should social distance, but I think that they should be a certain distance away. Like maybe you don't maybe you don't sell tickets in the first twenty rows, right? So maybe the fans are too far back, and and social distance. Like maybe one out of every six seats gets a you know I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I really don't think that we're gonna get fans back in the stands this year. But like you were saying in the telecast, I think <clears throat> I was talking about that Booger McFarland thing. I think we'll get like more cameras um, that are closer to the action, so we'll get new camera angles that'll make the broadcast. But it is gonna be wild without sound. Yeah, right. That is gonna it's going be to be a game changer, literally. Yeah. Uh, it's going to feel different. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I think we get used to anything. You know, the humans can get used to a lot of things. It's going to feel off at first, but maybe we come around or we could take the optimistic approach and say by then things will be back to normal. Oh, gosh, I hope you know? so. I hope so. Well, I, I think we have no choice, and I think it's a little bit silly to keep going on like this, even with the – you know, I think by mid-July, it's just my opinion, there's no saying that I'm right or wrong, mm. but by mid-July, like, okay, let's just all get back into it. And when you're in public, if you want to wear a mask, then wear a mask. But everything is back up and running because we can't sustain this. The Asians have been wearing masks for centuries. Yeah, like, right. They've known this, and it's not weird. Mm-hmm. So if people want to do that, do it. But let's let's get the ball back rolling again because this is not yeah. the answer. It's a, it's, it's a tough one, though, right? Because It is tough. Because what happens if you go out and you're, you know, super aggressive and you're in a big city, you're in Miami, I'm in Chicago, right? These are two of the biggest cities in the country. You go out and you're an aggressive. And then what happens um, if because of that aggression and we open up like the, 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 the virus is already so much bigger now than it was in March when it kind of it started going. What happens if we have another basically exacerbation of that problem, right? What happens do, do then does like 50% of the population get sick? What do you do? But to your point, like, I mean, you see it. I think every, every city in America is seeing this right now is that, you know, our favorite restaurants are like mom and pop restaurants. Are they even going to be in business? Like, the, you know, probably not. I mean, that, and that's such probably like, not. that's such like a, a, a surface level issue, right? I mean, there are people that are getting sick and dying. Uh, there are people that are out of work and can't make their bills that those are the issues. But, you know, part of that issue is, hey, a mom and pop shop is going to go out of business here probably. Are we going to see ghost towns, you know, because like, right, right. gosh, it's scary. And it's, um, you know, I get it. I get the idea of, hey, let's open, let's open this thing back up. But then I also think like, okay, well, does that make the problem about five times as bad? <laughs> you know, like if we see a similar um, uptick in whatever, but the good news is that because all this stuff, a lot of the states, the testing capacities, the, the. The idea of of limiting can help, but man, I really think that the only way we can get back to normal is when that um, that first um, vaccine comes out for it. And gosh, that's looking like I know that they're fast tracked right now, but it's looking like the first vaccine is going to hit in like January, February of next year. Mm. <sighs> mm. <sighs> I don't like it, man. It's it, I know, right. It's just it's it's bad. It's bad for everyone, no matter what. I mean, this is why I say it doesn't make any sense to politicize this kind of kind of thing. It's it's impacting everyone substantially. It's not a political issue. It's it's an issue that um, that you can't tribalize. I don't think. 
because right. it affects and impacts everything and everyone. So hopefully we get there. To me, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of the virus um, vaccination stuff, um, but uh, that stuff takes time, man. Like I think the the most recent company, I think they're in phase three of four phases. They're in phase three of it, which is great. And then they're hoping to start phase four a little bit later, and hopefully that goes great. And I'm sure it will. Like the science is pretty well there these days that they're pretty confident that the that there's going to be a decent vaccine for it and it'll be out. But it takes time to get. You know, you don't want a vaccine causing heart attacks or seizures, sure. and so right, you need to right, test these things in a scientific way before you rush them out there. And it's just. Uh, Man, 2020 has been something else, dude. I call it the year that something. wasn't. 2020, the year that wasn't. I mean, first there was Kobe, and then Kobe, um, then COVID. That was a that was a big deal. That was a really big weird deal, yeah. you know. And then uh, COVID, and now riding in the streets. Yeah. And uh, who knows? And this is, we're not even halfway through the year yet. Well, I guess we're I know. right at the halfway point. No, uh, yeah, no, no, I guess only, we are. No, we're five months through. Um, so we're in month six. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not even halfway through, through the year. Wild. Yeah, it's it's been something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a start to the decade. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, look, everybody out there, look, we're going to be digging back in uh, to football. We're starting with the AFC East next week, um, talking about the teams and all that uh, more in a football context. Because hey, like let's let's celebrate, let's do our best. It just didn't really feel right to me, Brad, to to start digging into analysis, given where we are um, and all the challenges that uh, are facing not only our country, but also the globe when you're talking about coronavirus. It'll be there. It'll be there for us. But, you know, that's this is one week. um, Yeah, exactly. It'll be there for us. This is one week of kind of discussion in a higher level. And uh, we're back to the analytics next week um, in more of a football context, regardless of what's going on. Um, assuming Brad and I are still healthy and uh, and can do it and are able. So, everybody, hey, have a great week. Uh, be safe. Learn something from one another. Try to avoid the tribalism. And, uh, you know, hey, go out, make you some bets, get and get paid, paid right? Get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast brands are washed up models don't hate on that sean writes the fantasy football almanac so quit that losing time to win we talk fantasy or real whatever you win you're gonna wish this podcast never in now get ready for the best show to begin let's go